0: My name is David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr., and today we're going to get into it. Friends, Joe Biden just talked. He gave a speech. He, he actually answered some questions. He didn't answer others. But it's his, his his answers to these questions and the questions themselves and the contradicting information that we're getting from the spokesperson, the press secretary of the Pentagon that should make all of us absolutely uh, furious. It should make us furious, uh, especially with reports now coming in that Americans are being beaten by the Taliban. I spoke to two friends today, uh, both former military, that uh, both shared a concern with me that we all need to understand and we all need to add to our prayers, not just for peace uh, in Afghanistan and not just that we get our Americans out and we get our friends out, but also for the military that are there on the ground and what they're witnessing, what they're having to witness, what they're being forced to witness and what they're being forced not to be able to do, not engage with the enemy. Uh, Literally, some of our military uh, reports have come to me within 20 feet on the other side of the perimeter, outside of the airport, individuals, uh, Taliban, are beating Afghans, uh, Afghanis, as well as Americans. So please share this. If you're on any of the big tech platforms, Facebook, Twitter, please hit the share button, retweet right now. Uh, And if you're listening via the, the David J. Harris Jr. podcast, please share this with as many friends as possible. This is the information that the mainstream media refuses to share. Uh, up first, I'm going to bring in two guests right now, no stranger to this show, very good friend of mine, Victor Marks. Victor has an amazing ministry. He spent a lot of time in the Middle East. He currently has a team on the ground right now trying to get the this family Uh, It's two families out of Afghanistan. And what he felt was going to be a uh, a, a snatch and grab type of uh, event has turned into a three day long battle just to get this family, this small group out. Uh, The chaos that's ensuing is an absolute debacle. Uh, My guest, first guest, Victor Marks. Victor, so glad to have you on with me today, my brother.
1: You too, Dave. Thanks. Thanks.
0: And now let me give it a little introduction. First time to the show, but a good personal friend of mine as well, Scott Puckett. Uh, Scott's retired law enforcement uh, training sergeant, former Marine, 25 years experience, five years working with Blackwater Worldwide in Iraq and Afghanistan. In his time in Afghanistan, he worked for Blackwater Worldwide as a contractor for the Department of State and the Department of Defense, operating a dignitary protection specialist and instructor in Afghanistan. He's worked with, and spent time with uh, the Afghanis, and uh, he can speak to the heart of not only what some of our service men and women are dealing with over there right now, but uh, but just uh, the state of affairs that's taking place. So without further ado, my uh, additional guest, Scott Puckett. Scott, so glad to have you on with me today. My brother,
2: how are you? Good, sir. Good to be on the show with you. This is uh, an honor and, uh, and always a pleasure to, to spend time with you. Well, it's a pleasure for me to spend time
0: with both of you. You you two men are are heroes. You're your true servant leaders. You're men that all men should aspire to be, have a servant's heart, uh, a, a take no crap attitude, but willing willing to put yourself out there and serve our country and then still continue to serve our country and uh you know, it's like we need we need to make ma- men masculine again and you guys could be the poster men for that. I'll I'll guarantee stick continue that right there. So Interestingly enough, I had a conversation with each of you right back to back that you were sharing with me, uh, you were sharing with me that American soldiers right now, they need our prayer because they're being forced to witness the beatings in which, Scott, you sent me this article where the Pentagon has actually acknowledged the reports of Americans being beaten by the Taliban. So there are American soldiers that are ready for war, ready for combat, that are literally sitting there being forced to watch as Taliban, maybe as close as 10 or 20 feet away, are beating or groping or worse, raping or killing innocent individuals, potentially even Americans. And he said, we've got to pray for our our servicemen and women that are over there because uh, I don't even know what that does. Scott, speak to what this does to the minds of of the military that are over there and what they could be currently
2: dealing with. You have to understand these, these young men, uh, mostly most of these men right now, I I would imagine there's sure there's women over there as well, but these, these young people are, are seeing things take place that they know they have the power to stop, to intervene. And it is, it is a deep psychological effect. It is, it is going to stay in their mind for their entire life. It's gonna be stained in their mind. I can still I still have memories of what I experienced, what I witnessed, what I saw on the ground in Afghanistan and Iraq. And and it, it, in Afghanistan, it was different. There was something unique about it. And the people there are resilient, but they are they, they suffered. Women suffered quite a bit. And I can you have to understand Kia, I called it Kia's Kabul International Airport, now it's it's named after Karzai. It is about four miles in circumference, right? It's not very big at all. The T walls that you see are around the perimeter, and that is a there's a, a track around a driving track, if you will, road around that airport. It is compressed. It is very close to downtown Kabul. So you have to understand that there is a the The stress level is incredible. They're watching these these people be murdered, dismembered, their heads cut off, whatever the case may be right now. They're watching that in close proximity. There's not much room or standoff, I would imagine, away. And if you've seen the crowds, you understand what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, we have. And I've been consistently posting the videos that I get and people send me video clips Because the mainstream media, you know what? I've seen more, I think, brass truth come from CNN, if you can believe that, on what's taking place on the ground with a woman that's there covered and had to run from Taliban at one point because they didn't know if she should be there or not. I'm getting more truth from those clips. uh, And that's just one. Those are just one clips. not trying to say CNN's turned on a page, but uh, most of us aren't getting the truth about what's taking place. In Afghanistan. And it's absolutely different than what the mainstream media would portray. Victor, I know you've been working with with trying to get a family out, a large family or group, if you will. I don't know how much you can share, but I know that you have boots on the ground. You have people on the ground that are trying to just simply get them out of Kabul and get them. Are they trying to get them to the airport? Tell us what's going on and why it's taking three days now, you said. Which should have been initially a, a simple a simple process.
1: Yeah, you know, when, whenever you're dealing with lives uh, in a time sensitive environment, that's high flux. Uh, things can go sideways. Scotty knows. I mean, and and, uh, and it's been one thing after another. So we'll be able to secure them and then move them. Uh, but there's checkpoints everywhere. The, the high risk for this family is they're Muslims that converted to Christianity. And they're known, oh, wow. yeah. So uh, you know they're courageous already. Uh, but then the father worked for the U.S. government uh, for many, many years, and um, I'll, I'll tell you the the environment there, knowing that America is doing a straight-on pull-out, not a not a withdrawal, a downsizing, but just complete draw. People know it, so I liken it to being. kind of like the Nazis, uh, uh, because they are like them. And neighbors are starting to turn neighbors in because they're getting an encounter for who you are, what you do. And uh, sadly, um, you know, the Taliban, I mean, they're they're already starting to claim some 20 million women uh, to to rape and marry. You know, 15, but we we know they're younger too so it's uh, it's that type of environment that calls people to be so desperate to get away but also that survival mentality where they will turn their neighbors in and uh, our family has already experienced being shot at seeing people killed running uh, and i mean they we it's I have to withhold some details because it's still a live operation, but we've been up for 36 hours. And um, I'll just say this, uh, uh, people can say in the news media can say that Americans have control of the airport, but honestly, if you control the perimeter, that's what you have control of. The Taliban's got it uh, locked on.
0: It's uh, if you guys are just turning in right now, I'm speaking with Scott Puckett and Victor Marks, two men that have uh, served this country that understand what's going on in Afghanistan that have been there on the ground. Victor has a team on the ground right now in Afghanistan that are trying to get people out. And uh, and I'm trying to blow the lid on this thing because Americans need to not just keep moving forward like uh, this is just going to pass. I mean, we. We've got to understand what this regime, this current Biden administration is doing to us as a country in the eyes of all the rest of the world leaders, especially the world leaders that would love to wipe us off the face of the map. This is it's it's in it's in game right now. We've we've got to make sure that something changes. We the people have to understand what's at what's at stake. And then we've got to demand answers. We've got to demand action. You know, I, I saw Marcus Luttrell on Fox. God bless him. I love him. Uh, amazing man. But he, he just he was holding back against Biden. And it's like I, I respect the honor for the office. But Biden is so disrespecting the office of the presidency right now and us um, as Americans and the military that every single American should be pissed off to no end and absolutely just just demand some kind something happen. We all that we can't just keep going on as business as usual and hope that this is just going to go away. Do you think, Victor, do you think it's just going to go away if we ignore it? Yeah. Well, Marcus texted
1: me uh, today and last night wanting to help. And, uh, you know, he has assets and people in there. And I'll tell you, as far as that, the network is essential. And sometimes when people's being interviewed, they'll withhold information knowing that there could be a, you know, a ComSec issue or operational security. So, uh yeah, I I think, well, I just posted this. I was looking at um, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin told House members that Americans have been beaten by the Taliban in Kabul. That's what sources say. And the reality is Biden has beaten Americans and empowered the Taliban to rape and marry off 20 million women. So... Uh, somebody asked me today in another interview, they go, well, what is the main problem? And it's leadership. It's it's as simple yeah. as that leadership. And it starts at the top. And all of this could be solved. I mean, even right now, the state we're in, we could execute good, solid uh, strategies. And I mean, uh, even a Neo Scott knows, I mean, it, it, we, we could fly in the 82nd Airborne, and start evacuating people out in large numbers of uh, a, a Marine division, starts sending them out into the town, grabbing our citizen, bringing them back. You, you know, something else that's because our network is, uh, you know, we, we have an operational center here, so we're getting real time information. The British and the French, they're doing limited missions right now. NEOs. Can you imagine uh, being a Marine and watching the French, take off on a helo, go get their citizens and come back. And you know that there's thousands of Americans out there you can't get. That's the type of moral conflict that goes on in a warrior's mind. And the rules of engagement. And, it, it you know, it's uh, we, we started losing a long time ago when they started limiting the ability to kill the enemy. And that's been one of our problems in Afghanistan for the longest time. The catch and release not the kill. Um, my COO is uh, retired from Delta. He was uh, a squadron commander, thousand missions. Uh, his team was called rats on acid <laughs> to give you a, a visual. And I'm telling you great at hunting people, but the biggest aggravation was the restraint that they caused. They didn't want them killing bad people. And even want I, him I, killing I, I'll, 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 I'll just say this. It is uh, they snatched a the guy up, known bad guy, flew him to the FOB, interrogate him, and they had to not only release him, they had to fly him back to his village and drop him down with his motorcycle. And, you know, I, wow. I, I I'm not sure, but chances are the motorcycle didn't run well for very long
0: at all. <laughs> Scott, speak to you or you were she were sharing this with me and then we're going to get into some clips from Joe Biden's speech today. And I'd like you guys's reaction to this, uh, to what Biden has to say as uh, uh, as uh, as veterans, understanding what's going on on the ground, understanding uh, what I believe. I've been saying it on my show. You just you just said it, Victor, that we have the network, the capabilities to go in there and get our people out. We're not doing it. Uh, Scott, you were you were saying something. Uh, You're pointing something out, which I continue to to say and pray and hope is the silver lining for this thing. I I, I have to believe that we'll pull out of this somehow. I hope with as with as little you know uh, chaos and loss as possible. But the silver lining is, I hope Americans that voted for Joe Biden wake the hell up yeah. and don't vote that way anymore. So yeah. if we look at Afghanistan you go back to you, you go back to secretary of state clinton you go to uh, obama uh trump and now biden under those those different leaders how many times have we had pullouts that have taken place that have left either afghanis completely in the wind or uh made our our Ameri- american uh
2: military vulnerable yeah there's no doubt in my mind that the rules of engagement have differed i i have been under now of three of her presidents in both of those war zones. Mm -hmm. And, and then of course, following along and seeing and paying attention. and, And, and like Victor was saying, the rules of engagement, the hindrance of the rules of engagement do not allow the men and women, the men that that is their mission to kill the enemy. They have, this is no longer about politics. And that's what the American people need to understand. This is not about politics. This is about right and wrong. What is taking place in Afghanistan could easily seep into our land. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why we stay in these foreign lands and these war zones and have a footprint is to prevent it from coming here. Right. You have to kill the enemy. You have to seek them out and kill them. And, And like Baker, I have friends in that community and 10 years ago, they were talking about how the rules of engagement had changed. And this is under Obama and how he wasn't allowing them to kill the enemy anymore. They were snatching them up. So things change, people change, ideas change, methodologies change, not to get too deep into it, but the way they dealt with them changed as well. They were no longer willing uh, to. Enemy that would just give up easily. They were combatants that continued to fight. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. so that's how they had to do this. And I and I can only imagine how these young Marines and infantrymen, in the 82nd Airborne, are, are right now are watching, like like Victor said, the French and the Brits go out and handle business, and how that's affecting them morally. They can't do their job. And you have to understand this is we have been we have been in combat, if you will, for quite some time. So a lot of our combat vets. Are rotating out. Yep. They are retiring. They are they are PCS. They are going home. They are they are tired of being garrison Marines and garrison infantrymen. They wanted. They were. They joined the military like I'm sure Victor and I had the same mindset. We were boys we want to fight the bad guys. That's, that's what we want to do. And we want to do it for our country because that was the right thing to do. We saw our fathers, our grandfathers, our uncles, they, they did the same thing and we wanted to do that as well. And having that taking, taking, away from them, the ability to kill bad guys, which they're watching right outside that wire, just do just the most despicable and evil things to, and they, can do nothing because they've given orders and they're following orders and they can't do anything to help these people. It's 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 despicable. And I'm well, mad as hell too. And yeah, there's,
1: there's a price that's going to be paid when they come back. Absolutely. A price that's going to be paid. You know, uh and the front the frustration and anger you feel right now, uh, that's what warriors feel when they know it's a moral conflict of what they should have and could have done and now they have to you know, I hey, uh, because we we help a lot of vets and what we do. Uh, I, I remember having to counsel uh, uh, a special operations person that was posted in front of a room while men in Afghanistan were raping boys. To this day, that has driven that person insane, oh. and and the orders were stand down, let them do what their culture
2: says. That so. Is- That is not culture. And you see, forgive me, but no, gentlemen, that's not culture. People need to understand something about the, the Afghan people are, they're tribal people. They could care less about the central government. There's a political ideology that has got a death grip on the Taliban, on these, these Mm. men. It is an evil political ideology. It is the, it is Islam. Mm. People could call it, extreme Islam, whatever they want to call it. But the fact of the matter is if you, if you study it, I've studied the Hadith and the Quran. And if you study the history of what Muhammad did, these things are acceptable. Yep. And the, the Afghan people, the tribal Afghan people, they love their families. They love their children. They want to cultivate within them, just like we want to cultivate our children to grow up and be contributing members of society. And they feel the same way, but there's an evil political ideology that teaches that those things are okay to do those things.
1: Yeah. I mean, we still have a house in Iraq and, and um, what I think I just, my last pump was 90 days ago was number 15. And, And, and I tell Americans our greatest weapon against radical Islam is to befriend and love moderate, regular Muslims who want mm-hmm. to do just what this said. They want to raise their family. They want the basics. They, they don't want the crazy, extreme stuff. And um, unfortunately, when this political ideology uses whatever it can to push its agenda, then, then that's the problem. And then when you have young people who have suffered greatly because of you know, war, they're the ones most likely at risk to be mm-hmm. recruited and radicalized. I was just at a, uh, a youth prison in Iraq, and of course there were young ISIS fighters in there, uh, teenagers, and you start finding out about their background and uh, no family structure, poor, it's the same things that really attract kids to gangs here. Because mm-hmm. I yeah. think a, a huge war, uh, a battleground is in Chicago. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, the number of shootings and deaths that happen every weekend. So uh, I think definitely to your point, uh, David, America's got to decide what type of moral code it's going to stand for and it's we better I, i'll talk about christians and pastors because that's my faith man somebody's pastors about to get a
2: backbone and yeah people, we, we are the uh, bastion of freedom in this yeah. world yeah people count on america
0: see There's and people be there. i think i think people hear that scott but i don't think they really get it i they i know, i really, I really I don't think I really don't think a lot of people get that we're the last bastion of freedom. We're the last country that really helps to keep peace and be a strengthened pillar for peace and freedom for the entire world. And if we go and if Biden continues this stance and continues this these lies, I'm going to show you these clips in a minute where he's actually caught lying. The press secretary for the Pentagon is asked a question. He answers the question. And then the journalist says, well Joe Biden just said the opposite. And the press secretary
2: said, well, uh mm, uh e-. they're, lying. they're liars. They're just they're liars. liars. There's yeah. there's oh. deceit all over them. They're fa- they're all every bit of, every one of them. You've seen it in the in the press conferences and yet people stay quiet about it.
0: People yes.
2: people just accept it. it. You know? it, it, I I, don't it. It. I stand and I'll, I'll make the statement now. I do not accept it. Yeah. I do not accept it, and I will do whatever it takes to help my country survive so I can pass this freedom on to my children. Yeah. When you talk about being
1: one of the greatest countries, show me another country in the world where people are
0: pouring in. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right, let's get into this clip. Let's uh, watch. This is part of uh, Biden's press conference today, and uh, and then we'll dissect it.
2: As we continue to work the logistics of evacuation, we're in constant contact with the Taliban, working to ensure civilians have safe passage to the airport. We are particularly focused on our engagements on making sure every American who wants to leave can get to the airport. We've been able — we've made — look, and we've, we've made clear to the Taliban that any attack, any attack on our forces or disruption of our operations at the airport will be met with swift and forceful response. What do you, what do you guys make
0: of, uh, of that? That Amer- Americans can get to the airport, and we've made clear, Joe Biden says, that the, if the Taliban does anything, they'll be met with a swift, uh, swift response. Uh, me, not as a serviceman, not as a veteran, hearing that, I'd say that doesn't, that doesn't sound like leadership. That doesn't sound like a warning. That sounds laughable. And I'm not the Taliban. If I was full of as much evil as the Taliban are, where they're willing to beat, rape, torture, and murder, I would be laughing in Joe's face. So, how how do you think he has the audacity to stand up there and say that? Well, it's that complete. We it's complete bullshit. I mean,
1: we have our teams right now. We're working to get people out. And what he just said is completely dishonest. It's it's another fabricated lie. We have eyewitnesses of people getting hemmed up at checkpoints and being beaten or dragged off and uh, or raped. It, it, this is this is what the American people need to understand uh, what
0: they say. Please, in these- please share this. If yeah. you're watching right now and you haven't hit the share button, even if you already have, please hit the share button right now. This has got to be the most important video sh- show I've done this year, uh, exposing what's going on, exposing Biden for the liar that he is. And my hope. Is that any of your family or friends that voted for him, that support him and may still even kind of support him will listen to these two men right now that are sharing truth and facts to you and it'll make them wake up, make them wake up and hopefully never vote the same way again. Go ahead, Victor. I just had to throw that in there.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the, the reality is there's thousands of Americans still stuck in Kabul right now. They, they're hiding as well as Afghans who somewhere are near people. the
0: airport. They're, uh, they're in the
1: city somewhere. It's a large, it's a giant city. Yeah. Yeah. And believe me, we're, we're getting calls from people saying, hey, this is where someone is that I love. They're American. They can't get out. Can you help them? And and again, all this would be easily remedied if we just let our military go get them. Because, look, if they you know, they come out of the gate. I dare I dare a Taliban to take a shot. We'll smoke them. We have the power and the force, especially in an urban environment, because uh, most of these cave dwellers, uh, they're, they're not going to fight well. But I'll tell you, there are people scared, and there's going to be people killed, and there's going to be people raped. And again, man, if uh, the American people need to rise up as a nation and put enough pressure on the administration to say it's enough. It's enough.
2: Something to consider is this. The men that you see po- posed in the photo in in the president's office in Afghanistan Kabul, you'll notice, you'll notice the way they're carrying the those 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 rifles. Their fingers are now along the frame of the gun, not on the They've trigger. Trained. They're trained. And see, so so things are changing here. And where we have a problem is this. Yes, we have the power. They need to push the Taliban back out of Kabul. Yeah push them out. Just just go on offensive. It's going to hurt. And there's going to be some people that are going to die. Some innocent people are going to die. But it has to happen. If they are going to do what it takes to get the Americans and those that supported us out of that country, out of of Kabul, Mm -hmm. they're going to have to do it. And the fact of the matter is, is that they have have failed miserably at a strategic plan or letting the military, because you know that they're capable of doing it. The military is still very full of men, women that are very capable of doing. But the leaders, those 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 flag officers, they have the capability. They have the ability to to build a plan, to put a plan together. They probably already have one, but they're just not allowed to, to, to execute that plan. And that's the problem here. Let's go to the next clip of Joe Biden
0: from today.
2: We're also keeping a close watch on any potential terrorist threat at or around the airport, including from the ISIS affiliates in Afghanistan who were released from prison when the prisons were emptied.